Hello nerds and welcome back to Nerding Out with Chelsea. In today's episode, we'll be talking about anime father figures and just how weird they can get. So, I just want to start this episode off by saying massive spoiler warning. Um there's like this entire episode up until Chelsea's questionable favorites is going to be like very heavy spoilers because a lot of them have to deal with the ending of certain series. So if you do not want to get spoiled for Violet Evergarden and Bunny Drop, do not listen to the rest of this episode. Okay, so first I want to start off with this entire episode is mostly going to be about anime father figures and then the creator making them date their children. Um, this episode kind of came to me because I just finished watching the 2020 Violet Evergarden movie and I was just like after I watched the end of the movie I was just sick like I was like why why did you choose to go in this direction you could have went so many other directions with this and you said nah let's let's ruin the ending of the story so if you do not know yet what I'm talking about in the Violet Evergarden series, in the end of the movie and in the end of the light novel, Violet and Gilbert, uh, Bougainvillea, like the guy who was like her officer in the army and the entire series, she's like coming to grasp with like love and what he taught her and everything. Yeah, that guy. In the movie, it's implied that they're lovers because she quits her job and moves to the island he's living at and, you know, they're holding hands and like looking at one another at the end. And in the light novel, they fully, like, get married, and I'm not sure if they already had kids or there's plans to have kids, but somewhere in that that's mentioned. And throughout the entire series, what aggravates me to no end is that it is, like, so clearly shown as a familial love, as the one who taught her and such, right? He was her first support system. He raised her, taught her to read write, speak properly, and even fight because she was originally used as a child weapon, a child soldier. And it's so implied and said that this is like a father-daughter love. Like he raised her and she loves him as a father because he was there for her, her only, you know, father support figure, whatever you want to call it. And I just want to know, in what universe does that kind of familial love where the person literally raises you when you're a child turn into romantic love because you're suddenly 18 what what click happens at 18 where you look at your dad and you go oh my god i love you what where where are we seeing this i want to know i, I really want to know because gilbert was the first person to show her love in the way that we all learn whatever sense of love we have from our parents. That is the first love you usually have in your life. You know, your mother, you know, you're her child. You come out of her. That is the first love you feel as soon as you are born. Okay, no one, as far as I know, no one close to me is suddenly turning 18 and falling in love with their mother. All right, I don't I don't know where we get in this 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 conversation from right and I just want to put into perspective when they met Violet was about 11 14 and Gilbert was 25 to 29 and 
for the story to then say that when he was on his deathbed and he was like confessing to her when he was saying you know like you know live a good life and i love you apparently according to the author that i love you was him confessing romantic love he was in love with a literal child he was 25 or 29 saying i love you romantically to an 11 or 14 year old what um i know pedophilia isn't the actual word for it because i think pedophilia is for like young young children or babies i I think it might be pedophilia for that age but that that dynamic it's just mm -mm, it's not working for me it's really not working for me that whole age gap of 15 years is weird enough but the power dynamic and the relationship they previously had is so off like not only was he her superior officer and she had to follow his orders in war but in terms of age and the fact that he did what a father would do to a child in terms of teaching her it is like there's no way that's a healthy relationship right it leaves room for a lot of very emotionally manipulative things to happen because when the story leaves off she is still like clinging to him as the reason for life she's still a traumatized child she is only 18 there is still teen in the name she has barely learned or done anything in life yet and she is still at the very beginning of healing she just learned what i love you meant she is not ready to be doing anything relationship wise in this world okay the story could have been so much better if he had just stayed dead he didn't need to be alive kill him leave him dead it's better for the plot what why why did he suddenly magically have to be alive that made no sense how did he recover from those injuries listen he should have stayed dead she should have gradually moved on and later on in life if she had to be in a relationship because i don't know why female leads can't just not be in a relationship so many creators have a female main character and in the end she has to get married she has to be in a relationship for what why can't she be single and minding her own business why can't she be the single rich auntie just living her best life why why then like this happens in books too on a side note you have a very strong female main character she has power she has abilities she saves the world then the author goes she gets married settles down has children and loses her powers bro oh my god this is not a relatable experience i would not give up my powers just to have children them kids can die i don't care and it especially bothers me when she willingly gives up her powers it's not even like she was forced to that okay you have to give up your powers to have kids she's like no i just want to raise my children normally so take all of my powers i won't even take some of it in case there's war i need to protect my children i'm going to leave myself entirely powerless and in the hands of my husband because yeah girl power bro bro please this is not what we are asking for this is not 
a relatable experience for your demographic. We would not give up our character, or not our characters, give up our powers for a man. What? Who? Where are you getting this information from? But anyways, yeah, back to Violet Evergarden. She, if she had to have been in a relationship, honestly, the best match for her in the story is Leon. Um, if you don't remember Leon, Leon was the the astronomer who was very misogynistic at first because his mother abandoned him as a child to go look for his father who abandoned them. But when he meets Violet and the other dolls, we see him actually have character development. He goes from being misogynistic to realizing the trauma that he had and how that's affected his relationship with women to falling for Violet which literally should have been the end go you know, end game relationship, but the author pulled some BS about how he confessed, but because she already had someone close to her and she didn't yet understand love that she couldn't be with him or pursue him. I would understand the not understanding love part yet, but how can she know that she has someone dear to her and she loves them, but still not understand love? And if she then later later understands love, then she should understand she loves Gilbert as a dad and then move to Leon and be like, okay, I think I love you or I like you since we don't know if that's really love yet. They had a real connection ship. It wasn't a weird age gap. He didn't raise her, okay, right? They were on the same wavelength in time in terms of mental age or whatever, you know, and I just want to add some people are really out here being weird saying oh well it's because of the time period people were getting married that young nah nah let me tell you something let me tell you something the series is advertised and written towards a contemporary modern audience and for someone of lower to maybe lower middle class of Violet and Gilbert because Gilbert separates from his family who is you know, implied to maybe be upper middle class or higher class or higher class in the class that they're in, an age gap like that would not have been the norm. People would have been getting married in their 20s to people of the same relative age, right? It was for political marriages or marriages between royalty that such an age gap existed. And even then, that suddenly doesn't make it right, even if this was set in a certain time period where that kind of an age gap in marriage is normal. Let me let me let me bring up an example. If there's an anime, let's say it's about slavery, you know, they're killing black people, they're calling them slurs. Does it suddenly make it okay just because of the time period it's in? Is killing black people and calling them slurs suddenly morally okay or legal? I don't know because it was in a different time period back then you're gonna look me in my face and say oh well you know that was during you know slavery so they was okay that they killed black people bro i will slap you shut up you sound stupid you sound so stupid i wish you would just listen to the words that you say with my ears and listen to how dumb you sound excusing this it is weird plain weird you need therapy if you think Violet and Gilbert was the end game relationship. If you looked at him teach that child how to read and said, oh, that's so cute. They should get together. You need help. Book a therapist right now. 
pause this episode and go figure out what kind of trauma you have that you think that that's okay because it's not I'm here to tell you right now it is not okay I don't care what people say oh it's your opinion yeah it's my opinion and I'm saying my opinion is right okay moving on the next very disturbing series we're gonna get into with the father figures is bunny drop Ooh, i got something to say here bunny drop is with daikichi and rin i'm pretty sure i mentioned them in my favorite anime podcast episode so you know if you haven't listened to that you should get into it because i recommend a lot of anime and if you want to see a version of that with manga you know Head on over into the Instagram at Nerding Out with Chelsea and just uh, let me know in the comments or DM me because, you know, I'm always on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram trying to learn the social media thing, trying to do the thing, you know, back to Bunny Drop. Let's, let's, whew, I got to settle down. Bunny Drop has almost the same scenario in terms of the dynamic in Violet Evergarden. Daikichi, one of our main characters, the father figure here, is a middle-aged man about 30. I want you to listen to me. Middle-aged man, 30. This man could have had a wife, kids, a mortgage. He's been working for a while. He, think of that age, 30. And he is raising a six-year-old child, Rin, our other main character. Let's get into the 24-year age gap. Let's get into the 24-year age gap. All right, we gonna start there. Nah, I don't care, bro. She, when she was born, he was heading towards his midlife crisis. Are you kidding me? He was born, he would have been out of college, working, could have been in the army already. What are we doing here? What are we, like, what is going on? why why okay but that's not even it it gets worse i promise you it gets worse okay he looks after her after her dad his grandfather dies yeah his grandpa his grandpa was a hoe he had a baby outside the marriage look at that crazy anyways he raises her feeds her you know, he, she lives with him. He takes her to school, daycare, etc. Buys her clothes, the stuff she needs. Does what a father does. All of that, right? She is his adoptive daughter. He takes her in because the rest of the family did not want her and was going to put her in an orphanage or give her up to the government. I want to say this again. She is his adoptive daughter. He becomes her legal guardian. This is why he's able to take her to school and have her live with him and all of this. This is set in law. Okay, law. Right? Okay. In the manga, when she turns 16, she magically gets the idea because it is revealed they are not blood related that she's in love with Daikichi. And homeboy goes... Yeah, that's okay. When you graduate from college, we'll get married. Oh my God. You want to marry your child? She is legally your child. Blood don't mean potato, patata, shmatata, karatata. 
that is your legal child and you suddenly go yeah let's get married once you're legal bro i should slap you i should get the fist of god and slap you into hell because what is wrong with oh my god why they did my boy daikichi like that he was such a good character he was teaching her caring for her you know made adjustments in his life stopped smoking stopped drinking cleaned up his house did everything to be a good father figure and the creator went she said what if what if i made him fall in love with his child what if i just what if i just did that you didn't do it girl you did not eat when it came to that you you left so many crumbs you left a full plate because nobody wants to eat that meal let me tell you something all right she even goes and says at the end of the manga that daikichi i want to have your child <laughs> you want to have his child you are his child what do you mean you want to have yourself what bro bro please please how you gonna say you want to have his child and you're his legal child you are that child that you want my good sis get it together what's not adding up you had such a great father figure you were being taught you had other people and somehow you still turned it you still turned twisted enough to want to date to marry your father bro bro i should strangle you i should just put my fist through the book and strangle you because you ought to just pass away you ought to just pass away i don't care that she was like 16 18 that makes it worse you need to simply pass away because you're the type of teenager who is in the comments shipping deku with all might or something that's you sis that is you you are a menace to society you need to be gone okay it's disgusting bro it's a blatant sexualization of a father-daughter relationship sigmund freud is in his bag right now he's in his he's in his grave like yeah didn't i tell you everyone wants to be in love with their parents didn't i tell y'all i forgot what the name of that complex is but sigmund freud really said we all fell in love with our parents and we were jealous of the other parent because we felt like they were stealing the parent that we loved the most first of all first of all who's we who who sigmund sigmund let me talk to you let me let me talk to you who is we all right my brother i need you to settle down there because how you gonna say how you no no he said we all fall in love and have sexual urges towards our parents he said that when a baby drinks breast milk that is our first sexual experience bro who's we oh my god bro old white men are on crack because who is we my brother who is we this is not a we thing we are not both experiencing this all right you need to get it together my brother you nah this is not a mutual experience this is just you uh, just you and apparently the creators of violet evergarden and bunny drop because 
I will only accept the bunny dropped anime as the real ending. You know, the studio, they had some common sense. You know, they were like, nah, 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 Jit, we're not accepting that booty ending you just gave us. Okay? They ensure that nothing romantic happens. The anime ends. She's like, you know, you're my dad and I love you for that. And he's like, oh, you're my child. I love you. You know, it ends that nothing romantic and like that's good perfectly listen perfectly good right and then here's what it gets annoying here's where the creator of bunny drop was like let me do everything i can to make this the only relationship that could have happened there is a perfectly legal and okay relationship daikichi could have yukari what's her last name ni ni something Yukari, right, is this divorced mom who is friends with Daikichi and her son, Koki. Koki, listen, I'm I'm mad right now, okay? I don't have time to pronounce everything right. Is friends with Rin. Throughout the entire series, Daikichi constantly goes to her for advice in raising Rin because she's been raising her child alone for a longer time period. Why could this not happen? have been the end relationship what could this not have been where we ended the story rin and koki already had a brother sister dynamic they went to school together they went to daycare together they were friends they had a you know a so cute adorable little kid like yeah i'll protect you dynamic it was cute it was adorable we loved it. Daikichi was already a father-like figure for Koki because his father wasn't in his life because after he divorced his mom, he dipped. He said, yeah, that's all y'all. Daikichi cared for Koki, you know, helped him when he needed it, watched over him when his mom could, all of that, all right? But nah, the creator, yeah, the creator, clearly she, she was like, yeah, Sigmund Freud, I love your theories. I agree with it. That is me. This is we. She says, nah, we're going to make Daikichi and Yukari like another. But here's the excuse. Here's the BS excuse I'm going to give y'all. Yukari, he, Daikichi confesses and Yukari denies him and says, no, we can't live as a family and be one another because here's this. Here's the kicker. She's afraid that Koki will pursue Rin and they'll have some kind of a weird incest relationship. Oh, oh, so brother-sister incest between two non-blood-related people is off the table for you. You're like, oh, no, ew. But father-daughter incest with no blood relationship is yes for you. Sis, make it make sense. It's not clicking. It's not adding up. For you, 2 plus 2 equals 5, and it is not adding up for me. I need you to get it together. I need you to have consistent moral views. Because you went out of your way to say, no, that's incest, that's bad, that's wrong. And then put Daikichi and Rin together. It's not adding up. It's not even, it's not multiplying, adding, subtracting, or dividing. Nope. It's not doing that. It's not making any logical sense. And I need it to. Alright, I need you to just rewrite the story immediately because koki doesn't even like ooh. even though they don't get together koki and rin 
don't even end up together because remember how I said this creator went out of her way to make sure there was no other option to try and excuse this she turns Koki into a toxic mess because he has an ex-girlfriend who's obsessed with him and won't stop harassing Rin so she says we're gonna make Koki toxic we're gonna make him like this whole time Koki gets he you know he tries to get rid of the ex he breaks up with her and he starts pursuing Rin but Rin's fighting back she's like oh I don't know yet I don't know I don't know oh I'm not sure maybe not we shouldn't move blah 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 then, you know, the ex-girlfriend keeps harassing Rin, and then Koki gives up when he was so close to finally getting Rin to be like, okay, fine, let's get into a relationship, and goes back to the obsessive and abusive ex. And then because he goes back to her, Rin suddenly turns around and decides, oh yeah, I like Daikichi. No. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No, you don't. Go to bed. Your child, why don't you go go to school or something? Why don't you go learn some more? Because clearly your brain is not developed enough. All right, clearly something went wrong in there. Some sort of synapse and neuron did not connect because she literally turned Daikichi into a groomer. He raised the child, taught her everything she knew, and then was like, yes, let's be in a relationship. Nah, it's, it's nasty, y'all. It is so nasty. And I'm going to like end this off by if you look at the bunny drop wiki and you know where it says like relationships of the characters and such, go to Rin, scroll down to where it says, you know, relationships with characters and Daikichi is listed as nephew slash adoptive father slash husband. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to think about that nephew slash adoptive father slash husband if that isn't twisted if that isn't wrong i don't know what is at this point at this listen i we already have stuff where you know genocide is happening and such and that's a whole different moral compass but y'all incest it's not the move all right and that's where i'm gonna say that the spoilers that's where I'm going to say the spoilers are done, right? But I just have a question I want to ask y'all. You can actually answer this or not answer this. You know, you can go to Instagram, tag me, put it on your story, be like, you know, here's my answer. But why is it that so many authors in the manga industry who identify as female have dad fetishes? Like, what is, why is this a thing? Like, what is going on in Japan? Why do y'all fall in love with your your dads or something and it's not even the majority it's a minority of y'all who are suddenly becoming popular manga creators nah keep that to yourself write a diary keep that to yourself we don't need that story we don't need it all right could y'all like get it together or something it's honestly irritating me i really need you to <sighs> i'm i'm sweating like i'm i'm just i'm mad i'm frustrated because what is what is this doo-doo this is not the content I asked for. This part of the episode brings us to Chelsea's questionable favorites. Every episode, I'll recommend something for you to check out. This episode, I'm going to be recommending Baki Hanma, Son of Ogre, 
This is the most recent season in the Baki anime adaptation, and I actually did a review of the anime on the podcast Instagram page, <coughs> at Nerding Out with Chelsea, you know, if you want to read a full in-depth review. I, I put a lot of work into making it quality. You know, I try to add some graphics, and I hope with time I become better at creating these reviews graphically because I want to make it a really fun visual experience. But yeah, go check that out if you're interested in, in a more, you know, full review. But for a brief summary of why I love Baki, it's because it's 100% because of the ridiculous fights and abilities, right? Like the plot is by far not the strong part of the show, but it puts our characters into some crazy, like unbelievable scenarios. Like the power scaling might be slightly off and it's obviously not realistic to, you know, the actual world. You don't see people summoning wind in a fight or having hands that are filled with poison so that if they touch you, you know, you, you get poisoned. But that's what makes it so hype. It's just fun and exciting. It's like dopamine in an anime. If you just want to have a good time watching people go ham in fights with some good character with some good character development, go go watch Baki. Like the current season has the most character development by far. So at first it's going to be mostly like meatheadness. But in the most recent one, there's insane character development. Like it's mostly character development, still fights, but a lot of development. Go check it out. Go watch Baki. See if it's your cup of tea. I haven't read the manga yet, but I hope to pick it up when I clear off some of the other manga that I'm reading on my plate. Like I'm reading a lot right now. By the way, you know, you could be seeing what I'm reading if you follow the podcast page. I update my story with what I'm reading, what I've just finished, the volumes, etc, etc. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Nerding Out with Chelsea. If you'd like to keep up and keep nerding with me, check out the Patreon where we have exclusive reviews, episodes, and bloopers. They will be dropped there. And to find it, simply go to patreon.com slash n-o-w-c. Thank you.